This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Hog Reaction, presented by High Tech Truck Refrigeration. Since 1996, High Tech Truck Refrigeration has been specializing in transport refrigeration repair. Check them out at hightechtruck.com. The Arkansas Razorbacks have just won the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Randall Ford, 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith, the fourth oldest Ford dealership in America. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. And The Party Place, the largest locally owned party supply store in Arkansas, with locations in Fort Smith, Rogers, and Conway. Let's party. It's a weird night. It's a weird night. You have a uh, football win that feels like a loss. You have a basketball loss that is a loss, and um, we're here to uh, recount it all for you here on Hog Reaction on ESPN Arkansas. Ty Richardson is with me. I'm Derek Ruskin. The basketball game just went final as LSU beats Arkansas 60-57. to They're 12-1 and on the year. Arkansas uh, drops to 9-10-2. and Something like that, nine and two. I don't remember what the record is exactly, but anyway, it's the first road game of the year, first true road game of the year, and Arkansas gets knocked off in the final seconds tie by LSU. Reggie Council got fouled. They didn't call it home cooking in Baton Rouge. Worst <laughs> officiating I've ever seen, only to be followed by the what we saw in the Liberty Bowl tonight. Might as well get my shots in because I'm going to get yelled at tomorrow if I criticize officiating. So we'll start right. there. You'll get hushed. Yeah, you can't have. You can't have that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't believe that refs ever cost anybody a win or a loss. You can have bad refs and bad calls, and it's not the reason you win or lose a game. I detest. I'm not talking about you, but I, I detest this fan base's knee-jerk reaction to instantly blame losses on officials. I think it, it shows a certain level of cowardice. Um, there's bad calls, yes. Did Ricky Council get fouled? There was a lot of contact in there. Um, he probably did get fouled. But I'm sure we could find 10, 11 other plays. I mean, Arkansas scored 57 points. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. So, I don't know. I just don't... I believe in bad calls. These are humans, of course. But... I hate the way the people of our state always blame the refs when they lose. I, I hate it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little salty right now, as I told you. I, I get animated watching Arkansas football, but when it comes to Arkansas basketball, I'm almost detestable to be around. So <laughs> hopefully this next hour and a half won't be as, as bad as that end of that game was. And I mean, I said it this morning. I'll say it again. It's the first road test, and the PMAC's not going to be the toughest venue you play in all year. And they had – one of their worst, if not their worst, games of the season, shooting the basketball. I mean, 0 of 13 from three in the first half. I mean, that's not going to get it done, no matter what you think. There's, I mean, you look at just kind of the stats. No one just jumped off the page 
when you look well, at the stats, Ricky had an off night. He was 5 for 19. Really odd to see. I thought Jordan made some good plays. He ends up with a modest night, 6 for 15. I mean, Devo with a stat line of 18 shots. I mean, do we really want Devontae Davis taking 18 shots, no. 2 of 8 from 3? That's kind of what, what stood out to me. Early no. glance at the box score, Derek. I was watching throughout the game as the football game ended, and uh, this team, which is in the 300s in three-point shooting, there is the reason they lost is because they attempted twenty-five three-pointers. I mean, you, you, this team should never, under any unless there's nine overtimes, they should never attempt twenty-five threes in a game. We have seen this. We've seen glimpses of this a couple of times, though, where I guess they just get bored getting to the rim at will, so they just start to you know it, it becomes uh, it becomes Wednesday night at the Carmichael Center in, in Cersei. I mean, it's just it's. It's just Chuck and Duck. And, a and Cersei reference. You're right. Let's go. That's right. Ten twenty-five at night. That's what you get, baby. So uh, I, I just I don't. That is not a recipe for success for them. Is to um, shoot attempt twenty-five threes in a game. They're not the Sixers. They're not the Rockets. It's it's not going to work. Yeah, so uh, I I just when I see that that makes me cringe when I see that on the stat sheet. My brother's listening right now, and he just texted me. He said the don't need Nick Smith crowd is awfully quiet when very quiet. Yes. Is it? Is a great example of why you need sport, four spacing and free throw shooting. Can we can we discuss that for a moment? This has got to be, and I've been around a minute. You've been around a little while too. For people to suggest they don't need the best player in the history of the program, arguably in terms of recruiting, is one of the dumbest things that has ever been written or said in the history of this state. Go back to 1836. Go all the way back. It's one of the dumbest things ever said. I can't believe when people and we get texts. Oh, he's overrated. You're an idiot. You don't know anything about anything. If you believe that he's not an important part of what they're trying to do over there, that's yeah. that's that. You should be arrested for something like saying something like that. I really believe that. I really do. I think Musk got asked about it a few weeks ago, and he's like, "Is it a bit hard to adjust?" And he just started laughing. He's like, "Yeah, we had all these game plans in the off season for Nick and." They've kind of had to do things on the fly. Now, they've done a good job. Tonight's win doesn't diminish what they've accomplished to this point in the season. You love to be 1-0 in conference play. But I, I think the, the Nick Smith thing is like you've only seen a few glimpses of him. And it's been – we got to remember, Derek, there's no one more frustrated about what he's going through than Nick Smith Jr. That kid wants to play. He wants to play more than anything. He wants to be a Razorback. If he didn't, he would have just played in the overtime league or would have gone straight to the G League. Like right. He would have just gotten his bag and – and gotten ready for the ABA, but he chose to be a Razorback, and he wants to be a Razorback, and he's trying to get back healthy so he can be a Razorback. And kind of like you're saying, uh, the the highest rate, like I know Corliss, everyone says he's number one. It was like a, either him or Jason Kidd, and I think there's one other guy, but there weren't recruiting rankings then. Nick no. was regarded as the number one player in the entire United States by almost virtually Everyone, right. ESPN always puts him at three, but it's like he was, he was number one, basically consensus everywhere else. So, yeah, that's a big stinking deal that he chose to be a Razorback. And like you're saying, the people are just trying to grasp what that's supposed to look like uh, once they actually start playing more ball later down the stretch. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got a lot to uh, cover here. We haven't even got to the football game yet, which, again, is a win that feels like a loss. Um, so we'll uh, discuss that. We'll t discuss the, the – just – the abomination that was Kendall Browse in the fourth quarter of this game. Um, I don't know. I think we should launch a congressional investigation. I don't know what's going on. It was just, it was just bizarre to uh, 
watch Kendall Bryles actively try and prevent Arkansas from winning a football game. <laughs> and yet he's somehow on the payroll and now I believe the highest paid assistant coach. It's truly baffling. So we will uh, cover all of this uh, when we come back here on Hog Reaction, 866-285-4005. If you've got a thought on all this stuff tonight, we'll be right back on ESP at Arkansas. You're listening to Hog Reaction, presented by High Tech Truck Refrigeration. You're listening to Hog Reaction, presented by High Tech Truck Refrigeration. The Arkansas Razorbacks have just won the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Randall Ford, Bud Light, and The Party Place. Hog Reaction rolling on here on ESP at Arkansas. And we're streaming on hitheadline.com. Text us, call us, 866-285-4005. Ty Richardson with me. I'm Derek Ruskin. So football. Let's get into that. We spent our first uh, segment on the uh, basketball game that just ended a short while ago as LSU beats Arkansas tonight 60-57. to on the football field, Arkansas had this thing wrapped up, and then the boy genius, Kendall Bryles, um, went to his uh, normal bag of tricks, which is how to completely screw up the end of a game you're trying to win. They um, Let me try and get these in order of just boneheaded things that happened down the stretch. Um, they ran a third down play with the lead where they put their quarterback in motion and snapped it to somebody else. It didn't work. Then, on another series, now this play actually worked, but it's still a stupid thing to do. When you're trying to run the clock out and win the game, they throw the ball 30 yards downfield. They ended up making the catch, but it should not have. That That's terrible game management there by your offensive play caller. And then the coup de grace was the Matt Landers, uh, the, the, the reverse play. Now, Bumble. there is a... Um, there is going to be a lot of people that say he was down, and I think that the evidence suggests he was down, but it should have never come to this. You don't run a reverse when you're up 15 with three minutes to go in a ball game, and you're bigger than them, you're more talented than them, and you're more physical than them. You've run it for you know seven miles already, and once again, we see the boy genius get cute and... It sh- frankly, it should have cost Arkansas the ball game. It didn't because they have a healthy KJ Jefferson who decided, you know, my offensive play caller may not want to win, but I'd kind of like to win. So he ends up uh, um, making plays to win the game. But the play calling when trying to win this game, Ty, in the fourth quarter was there's no. It's a good thing we don't get to ask Kendall Browse questions because I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I. Uh... I've got an analogy for you. See if you can ride along with me for this one. Okay. Kendall sometimes. So KJ is the the good-looking dude that you go out to the bar with. And Kendall is sometimes the really awkward one that uh, when the really good-looking friend is uh, talking with the girl about the clothes, he comes up and almost screws it up for that good-looking friend, which is KJ. Yeah. I, uh, that tracks. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. It's ten thirty. I'm 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 not gonna lie. I'm in bed like an hour and a half ago, so typically so I'm I'm doing my best to stay up, but 
No, I, I just think sometimes, I mean, you've got this this guy. And listen, KJ's not perfect. We need to be honest about that. He's still not a great intermediate passer, but he was on today. And you could tell he wanted this game. People were asking, well, does Arkansas want this game? And I mean, you dominated offensively for the majority of it. And I, I just don't understand. I, I get the delaying and trying to run out clock and that, but then to have these these just oddities within a, a, a game where you try and do something that's so unorthodox that no other uh, offensive coordinator would even dream of or contemplate of doing, it just it doesn't make a lick of sense, dude. It just doesn't. No, and it, it's, it's a shame that because of the selfish acts of the offensive play caller that we're not going to spend more time talking about KJ's night or Matt Landers in his final collegiate game putting on a show, or how DeBinion and Green stepped up when Rocket Sanders went down with his injury. All that stuff is going to be lost in the wash to most fans because they're talking about the stupid offensive coordinator who can't get his head out of his rear when they're trying to win a freaking football game. Like it, It's like he was actively like playing defense against his own team, winning the, the football game. I, I just... I And... What's most problematic about this is this is not the first time we've seen anything like this. So, you know, it's just, there's a reason why no one came after him, Hog fans, and we saw it on display tonight, why that is, you know? Yeah, I, I guess I need to push back. I don't, I don't know if I can get in the Kendall Brown sucks category. It's just, and I'm not the offensive guy, but I do, what I do wonder, Derek, and Barry I don't think would do this, what would Barry Odom actually say? about his former co-worker. I mean, mm. it, the, would he actually be, well, I was frustrated at this, or I hated when he did this, or he put us in terrible situations like this? That would I, I would actually be more apt to hear. I don't. Again, I don't think Odom would ever do that. I don't think he'd ever come off the record. And Sam sure is not heck going to do that. We saw what happened when someone questioned Kendall Browse in a press conference. Sam was, I, I can't remember the exact word I'm paraphrasing, but he was very defensive, as I say, which was what he needs to do. It's smart. You do that in the press conference, and if you need to choose some you-know-what, you do that in the locker room. So I respect him for doing that. But, yeah, I think fans just keep asking that same question that you bring up to really start this segment of the game. What's going on? I'm watching it right now on the screen. <laughs> I mean, it's second down. It's like, oh, positive. Oh, the ball's out. So, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't make. He, uh, I don't know. He, I don't. I can't make heads or tails of it, dude. They, they, they should have never come down to fumble, not a fumble. Because if Arkansas just leans on what they like in these situations, so many times, it's it's one of the reasons they have six losses is because in these situations, they would they refuse to lean on their bread and butter tie so many times this year. Yeah, you know, like you're bigger than them, and you have. Solid running options, whether it be you know when he's healthy, Rocket Sanders or, or KJ Jefferson. And yet, for whatever reason, they uh, more often than not decided to um, to not use the best options that they had when the game was on the line. And it's 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 one of the reasons they, that the the team went seven and six this year. Honestly, there's another second and twenty nine play, something that I unfortunately had to witness live and. Dallas Cowboy or AT&T Stadium when Christian, not Christian Kirk, good grief, that's another A&M kid that carved you up, but I guess it would have been Anaya Smith that took a little 10-yard in, about 30-something yards, and that is second 29 later in the game. It's just, there's no consistency with this team. Like, you dominate for the majority of, I guess, 
two and a half, three quarters, and then you just fall apart. And then you all of a sudden, like you said, KJ kind of resurrects the team. He said he probably just told the guys, we're not losing this game. Right. We're just not losing this game. And he almost single-handedly willed this team to a win. And then defensively, you, you're just gassed. Like, you, you just didn't have any energy left. And honestly, you got lucky with what Kansas decided to call at the very end. They took it out of Daniels' hands. Oh. That will be oh. something that Leipold regrets for the rest of his coaching career, that decision that he allowed to happen tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. The guy that brings you back from 25 down doesn't touch the ball with the game on the line. At, at that, it, It's like Leipold was trying to out Bryles Bryles in that situation. Like I, I don't know. I guess, I guess these guys get down to the bottom of the play sheet and just get scared, and they just, you know, just start... Throwing spaghetti on the wall. I, I I don't know. I've never. We neither of us have ever been in that position. But it's just it's weird how things get so off the rails in situations like this. I don't know. And he had a. I'm gonna be. I'm watching this play right now. He had got a wide open. Yeah, Derek. He overthrew him by five feet. Yeah, yeah, he had that guy open. And he had a, a guy that was kind of again running. It looked like an in or a drag route, and he was wide open as well. So maybe the execution just wasn't there. But me, my whole thing is. And I know we overthink things sometimes as fans, but if I'm going to die, I want to die with my best guy. And yeah. in Arkansas's case, it's K.J. Jefferson. If we don't convert a fourth down or a third down or a critical overtime, like the Ole Miss call last year, for example, right. I had no issue at all with them deciding to go for it. Now, you can critique the play call, even though it worked earlier in the game, but I was like, you're putting the ball in KJ's hands. Got no issue with that. I immediately said that in the postgame. Got no issue with that at all. And for Leipold, it's like, Daniel's been killing Arkansas the whole game. Why, If you're going to die, if you're going to go down swinging, why not put it in the guy's hands that got you to 5-0 and and then brought you all the way back against the Razorbacks? I, I, coaches try to outthink themselves sometimes yep. because they think they'll pull something some miracle out when it's sometimes it's just a simple answer Derek yeah all right more coming up here 866-285-4005 Ty Richardson Derek Ruskin here hog reaction continues next on ESPN Arkansas you're listening to hog reaction presented by high-tech truck refrigeration Uh, Kendall Browse might need an armed security detail if he crosses back over the Mississippi. Um, the play that totally infuriated me was when we got the ball back with like, I don't know, what was it, 40 seconds left, and the, the game tied. And somewhere around midfield, we get a first down, and we have 23 seconds left and three timeouts. And instead of calling a timeout, we just line up and we waste seven or eight seconds. And if we would have called the timeout, we couldn't have used all three timeouts anyway. We could have at least ran our field goal kicker on after the last Dominion uh, run out of bounds to try a long field goal. Yeah. And instead, we wasted nine or ten seconds. It's just that kind of stuff beyond the, the double reverses and all that crap that drive me insane. And you just go, why? Why do you do that? And uh, when you only have 25 seconds left or, or less and three timeouts, use them. It, you're, you, you can't take them with you. I right. don't get it. No, it, it, anyway. ma- it makes no sense. And uh, uh, frankly, it's why these guys work in college, Gary, and not in the NFL. Because every Sunday 
you can watch a team with quarterbacks that probably aren't as good as KJ Jefferson, Ty, honestly, that can get 30 yards in 20 seconds and give the field goal kicker a chance. Yeah. And we see it all the time at that sport. And for whatever reason, um, those skills don't compute. When you have three timeouts, you can use the entire field. You don't even have to use from the numbers to the sidelines when you're trying to get out of bounds every time. So there was a whole lot of things they could have done there. Um, one thing is also is whatever you do, you got to be quick. Like you can't be rolling out of the pocket wasting time. You've got to be decisive like that. And um, that's another thing that we didn't see in a game that, again, probably should have ended after 60 minutes and we shouldn't have even gone to any of this overtime stuff. Yeah, I know. And just to be clear, I know a lot of the blame and the criticism has been pointed at Kendall Bryles, but that's on Sam Pittman. Yes, it is. At the yep. tail end of the game. And yep. I don't think we've really addressed that portion of the end and um, what Gary's talking about. By the way, Gary and I were talking at the gym earlier today. Derek, I'm kind of surprised he was watching it. He watched the game tonight because he wasn't uh, looking forward to it that much based on just who we had on the roster. But, uh, I mean, that's you got you had three timeouts in that possession, right? Yes. You had 41 seconds and three timeouts. And yeah. I, I know Rashad had that long run at the end like you're talking about, but it's just one of those things where you have to be highly att- – you got to be more attentive than ever in that situation as a head coach and know exactly what you're going to do, the game plan. And I I just didn't think it was executed like it should have been down the stretch in that final possession before OT, Derek. No, I, I think that the um, the lack of a four-minute offense when you're up 15 um, cost them, the you know, that that's one reason. And then when the game did become tied, you still had, at the start of that possession, they had 41 seconds left. Well, okay, you get a you get a fair catch, and you you start at the twenty five yard line. You're trying to get um, at the most, and you don't even need fifty yards. You, you could probably yeah. you get forty yards to get in Cam Little range. Forty yards in forty one seconds with three timeouts, anybody could do that. But it did not happen for whatever reason with Arkansas tonight. I I don't think that it looked to me, Ty. They couldn't decide if they wanted to win it there or play for overtime, and. That's what the play. That's what it, the execution looked like. Is we don't really know what we want to do here, but you're right. Sam Pittman's got to be decisive and say, 41 seconds. We need 40 yards. Let's go do it." Well, here here would be my pushback to my own criticism that the fact that you didn't stop Daniels really at all in the second half, and I think in the back of Sam Pittman's mind, even though that Kansas, I think it burned all their timeouts to this point. Yes, that they yep. didn't want any chance for them to get the ball, but then you started to move a little bit, and you're like, but by that point, it's you almost have to be all in or not. It's like, we're going to take a knee and go to OT, or maybe see how this goes, but like, I think in that situation, kind of like we addressed earlier, KJ's your guy. Yep. He's coming back. I mean, this wouldn't... Uh, Arkansas loses this game, if not for a young man from Sardis, Mississippi. He trusts KJ Jefferson, and if you go down swinging with him, fans are accepting of that. They're okay. It's when you when you don't use him in certain situations that drives people insane. And I, I think that they, they should have just gone it. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty. But you should have just been guns hot from the beginning and let KJ do his thing because, I mean, for the majority of the night when he actually had his full arsenal of plays and, and everything they were doing, he was carving the Jayhawks up. Yeah, uh, with his legs and, uh, and with, with his arm as well. And I think so – in these in the situation where you're on defense, 41 seconds to go, and you're and you, you 
you're not going to let anybody get behind you. That means the underneath stuff is going to be there. What did you say earlier? That's still an area that needs to be growth for mm-hmm. KJ Jefferson is those intermediate throws. You could have death by a thousand razor cuts with 41 seconds if you if you can just consistently rattle those off. It's not something that is they're confident in in the arsenal right now, and that's probably yeah. why they had this kind of wishy-washy approach to the final 40 seconds. Derek, it's got to be the number one approach in the offseason for KJ. I mean, if he really wants to take that step that we thought... I, I, I thought he was going to be hitting an hooker this year, and maybe that's the fifth-generation Razorback, Homer in me, <laughs> and I apologize for it coming out in the offseason, but I really did. I thought this guy's going to take that second or third team all-SEC step. Well, that young man from Knoxville did. KJ yeah. didn't. If he wants to get that, and, and you could say, well, he had a Blitnikoff award winner on the on the outside, and I get that. Jalen Hyde's unbelievable. Yes. But I, I think KJ has that chance to really be that second or third at all-SEC quarterback. I don't know if he'll ever be first, but I think next year, I mean, you're fourth year or fourth year in this offense and third year as a starter – you just you, you got to make it where there's no I don't know every guy's going to have a flaw in football but you can shore up some of those intermediate throws and I, I think that that would make him that much more lethal on the field next. You're listening to Hog Reaction presented by High Tech Truck Refrigeration. The Arkansas Razorbacks have just won the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Hog Reaction is also brought to you by Randall Ford, Bud Light, and The Party Place. All right, one of the things you can talk about after uh, the bowl game here as uh, we join you on ESPN Arkansas is um, the trajectory now. I thought, and maybe I'm wrong about this, I thought going into this game, Arkansas football had zero momentum. No buzz, no sizzle, nothing going on. But now, Ty, after you end, you, you, you get to you get to finish your season with a win. It is one of the unique um, quirks about college football is a lot of teams win their final game. Basketball, one team wins their final game. Um, so now it feels like there's a little more oxygen in the lungs. There's a little more life in, in Razorback football. They've got a little bit more momentum. Back sure it was a it was a win against a six and six team in the Liberty Bowl but it was a win and those uh, I say it all the time when uh, in football in particular when you win you feel like you're never going to lose again and when you lose you feel like you're never going to win again and right now you go into an off season with a, a wild and crazy win in your in your last appearance that means something I think. Derek, I'm treating tonight like we beat the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team, and that's how I hope fans treat it. This was a monstrous win for the Arkansas football program. I mean, you can't ask for much better effort, much better competition, and the offense and defense that we saw tonight on the field was the best that we've seen in years. No, I mean, I mean it was a middling bowl, and I know you're excited to win, but yeah, that approach is exactly right. I don't know why you bring up the – the win versus loss vantage point perspective, but seven and six sounds like a lifetime better than six and seven. Yeah. Don't ask me why. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Sam Pittman is now 19 and 17 as Arkansas coach. You feel, for whatever reason, you feel a lot different if he's 18 and 18. 
as a uh, you know as as a uh, as a head coach. You know, if he's five hundred through three years, but a game or two above, it it it, it just it it feels different. Um, I and this is a program that thrives on these momentum type of moments. I expect them to um, be able to parlay this into something, maybe uh, you know a hit or two in the portal. Um, I know they have like twelve availabilities. I don't expect them to go twelve for twelve, and nor should anyone else. But no. can they find a couple of uh, Drew Sanders guys in there that you know are are, are quite a fine? I, I don't see why they can't find uh, someone like that. Maybe not at linebacker, but at any position, you know, someone that can have that kind of impact on the team. Yeah, you're hoping, and I um, apologize again. I'm, I'm I'm blanking on his name, the kid from USF that you just brought in that I know a lot of people are excited. Antonio Greer. Yeah. I know people are hoping that he's the next Drew Sanders. He's got a lot of accolades uh, in the American Conference. Now, don't mishear me. Not all American, but the American Conference. They're hoping he's the next dead linebacker. I'll tell you what, Derek, I love that Chris Paul kid. Christopher yeah, me too. Paul, he, he is always around the football. He plays with an energy, a charisma. Uh, I've had conversations with his dad. I really like what you – and that's I know that's a guy on the roster you're talking about, transfer portal guys, but I love watching that kid play. Well, I think in the – you know, particularly in the first half, we saw – like, I think you saw something on defense with some of these guys – like you can work with, like there's an energy there. There is a, you know, size there. If, if the issue is just make sure they're in the right spot every time. Well, that's why you have coaches. You you, you could be able to do that. But some of these other guys, besides McLaughlin and McAdoo, I think we know pretty well uh, what what they're all about, and they're they're going to be good players. Um, but some of these other pieces that I saw out there, Ty, I, 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 th- I really think that there's something you can work with there. Like they're not totally devoid of talent. It's just not molded into an SEC football player just yet. I mean, they had you know two weeks to get ready for this uh, football game. A lot of these guys who haven't played all that much, uh, if at all, mm-hmm. uh, on that defense. But I thought that for the most part, um, they, there were there were moments there. There were moments there where you can you saw okay, there's something you can work with with some of these players. You don't have to just throw them all away and get new ones, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree on that. And they're going to add to it, like you said. This is not the, the full cupboard at this point in time. There's going to be a lot of players that they still get have to get out of the portal. I don't know how many true freshmen in this upcoming recruiting class are going to have an impact on next season. I know they're really high on that kid from Frisco, Texas, who's the highest recruit, whose name's escaping me at this moment. But these are these are guys that you said you can at least build around. you got some young guys that you're excited and the the mold is at least taking shape and like Pittman said Derek you just you just need to win one game you don't need this roster for an entire season because you would have gotten shelled if this was the roster <laughs> for the whole season but you just need it for one game and you somehow some way even though you should have clobbered Kansas you pulled it out and squeaked it out at the end yeah they did they, they uh, ended up with uh, two more points than them which by the way if you had Kansas plus three and a half winner winner <laughs> Uh, once again on the Bet Saracen app. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. 
For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.